Yo, 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 happy new year. Hope you are doing well. Keith Ferrante here, coming to you right here in my house. It is a good day in the house of the Lord. We're the house of the Lord. You're the house of the Lord. You are the house of the Lord. And it's a brand new day. What is God saying for 2024? It's a brand new year. Coming to you on January 1, first day, January the 1st, first day of the year. And just sharing a little bit of what God has shown me over the last three or four months. Pretty simple, actually, but sometimes simplicity is so powerful. And um, it's not, uh, you know, it. Uh, I think God is speaking corporately right now and in, in something that's that every one of us um, want, should pick up on. And every one of us should be listening to the Lord on what God is saying for the new year. What God is saying. You should learn how to hear. I started doing this 20 some years ago when I began to recognize that the prophets were hearing from the Lord on specific time frames around September and the Jewish New Year, and then um, and then I was also listening as the New Year approached for every year January. But this this you know last year the Lord was talking about Psalms twenty three, the Lord is my shepherd I shall lack nothing. He talked to me about some uh, passages in in Isaiah about you know the uh, three years and, and the first year. You sowed in the second year, you did this, but in the third year, you 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 know you sowed and reaped, and um, and some sometimes it's that simple. Sometimes there's just a lot more little distinctives. But this year, I've I've heard numbers of people say the same thing. The Lord showed me this, but and then I heard it from other folks as well. So I'm so glad the Lord's saying that. Psalms 24 for this year, 2024. Psalms 24. And I, I call, I'm calling this the year of the glory of the Lord. This is the year of the glory of the Lord. Psalms 24 is all about who may ascend the hill of the Lord, who can stand in his holy place, the one who has clean hands and a pure heart. I, I love that. I, I know that Jesus is the one, Jesus' righteousness is the one that makes us clean. So even when we look at an Old Testament <clears throat> verse like this, who's going to stand in his holy place? It used to be like, are you doing this? Are you not doing that? Are you sacrificing this animal? Or you, you can't just come before him on your own. But who can stand? He has clean hands and a pure heart. That comes because Jesus gave us the gift of a pure heart, of clean hands. Then we protect it. We protect our, the purity that Christ gave us. We protect our eyes and our ears and our heart because Christ gave it. Who can ascend? Who can come into a sense of his presence? He tells us every day to boldly approach his throne. This year, I love the simplicity of Psalms 24, guys. Don't, don't be like, oh man, what's the wowish word for 2024? It's got to be more profound. What, what if the glory of the Lord was your goal this year? I want to encounter the glory of the Lord. Christ in you, the hope of glory, <clears throat> Colossians says. What have you got such a revelation of Christ in me? The one in the Old Testament, how, how, did, 
How did the glory manifest? In the ark, the ark of the presence. When the ark was there, the glory was shown. When they created these sacrifices and Solomon, when he you know, built the temple and they put the ark in there and then the glory showed up, the cloud. People were crying out, he is good, he is good, his love endures forever. And, and the glory filled the temple and there was fire. Oftentimes when the glory showed up, there was a fire. There was a fiery, uh, 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 you know, there was fire. God coming in the cloud and God coming in the fire. And I, I so love it to, to put that into us. That is in us now. We are the temple, us, even corporately, but individually. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So let the presence of God... Let the presence of God flow in you and through you. And, and, and scripture says, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. And then another passage, don't quench the Holy Spirit. Quench means shut down the gifts of the Spirit of God. Don't, don't quench prophecy. Don't despise prophetic utterances. Don't you know, quench the Spirit of God. And don't grieve. Ephesians 4 talks about don't grieve, which has to do with don't be angry. Don't walk in lust. Don't. You know, like uh, all, all those kind of things. Like don't, it says, don't give the place a place to the devil. Don't give the devil a, a, a doorway, like a way to enter in. So grieve is kind of shutting down. Quenching is, not, no, we ain't having you right now. There's a lot of people that, because of their theology, do not believe Holy Spirit is for today. Don't allow him to flow with you. Oh, the beauty of Jesus. He's our everything. He's our absolute everything. The beauty of having the Spirit of God with us every moment is the, is the most precious thing you can have and this tangible sense of His presence. I love where it talks about in Corinthians that, you know, Moses experienced the glory, but it was fading. It was fading away. Let me see if I can find this here. But for us, it should not be fading it should be increasing even to this day when Moses is read a veil covers their hearts but whenever anyone turns to the Lord the veil is taken away now the Lord is the spirit so don't don't quench the spirit don't grieve the spirit because the Lord is the spirit people oh no we don't believe in the the gifts of the spirit what do you mean the gifts the, the spirit of God you don't believe in the spirit of God and how he operates the Lord is the Spirit, and the, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. You can't have freedom without lo the Lord. You can't have freedom without the Spirit of the Lord, without welcoming His presence every day as you walk in. You can't have freedom without uh, <clears throat> the Lordship. Now, the Lord is the Spirit. You have to have Him as Lord. He's Lord. That means you're yielding your voice to Him, your daily relationships to Him, your motives, your heart, everything is His. And the Lord is a spirit, and we who with all with all with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory. Woo! Unveiled faces. What veils your face? Scripture says Moses does. The law veils the face. It veils the heart. People that are trying to honor God through the law, you've got to go to church this day. You can't drink that. You can't eat that. You've got to don't say that. Be careful about this. Do this. Don't do that. Like, okay, you, the, the, the spirit of the Lord is veiled. The glory of the Lord is veiled when you, are in that, when you are in that mode. And how do you remove it? it, does, it it's embracing the spirit of the Lord. Ah, oh, you're in me. That's what 
Jesus did when he fulfilled the law, he didn't get rid of it. Now the law came inside of us. Now we're not trying to do all this to please him. He's already pleased with us. He's inside of us. Now we protect the one that's inside of us. We are set apart. We are holy now. We, we've, been, we've been set apart at the start. Now protect it. Protect that sacred space in the Lord. And we with, with unveiled places contemplate the Lord's glory. Now we get to contemplate. What does contemplate mean? Think. Mull it over. It's like a cow chews their cud. They meditate to chew. Like they take it down in one stomach, bring it up and put it on another stomach, chew the grass, chew the grass until this pure milk comes out. Like, like contemplate. Oh, Jesus. Just contemplate the fact that Jesus is inside of you. He's with you. He's in you. Just contemplate that. Think about, oh, and I'm sitting in heavenly places in Christ. Whoa, I'm there. Just contemplate it. Let it, let it flow through your mind and your heart and your emotions. Let, let you just get such a real sense of the fact that he's here. Wow, you're here. Contemplate the Lord's glory. And what happens when you contemplate the Lord's glory? You're being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory. The glory increases. When you contemplate the glory, Jesus himself, he's the glory. He's the glory. is not some little wispy thing that, oh, I want the wispy thing. No, he's the glory. And sometimes wispy things happen. Clouds, manifestations happen. The signs and wonders happen. The presence, you feel the tangible presence, the fire of God. Woo! But you know what? It's the person of Jesus. He is the glory. He is the glory. He is, will not the ministry of the Spirit be even more glorious? If the ministry that brought condemnation was glorious, how much more glorious is the ministry that brings righteousness? The ministry that, the, the, the law said, you should be punished. You're guilty. You've broken this law. Boom. But the Spirit of the Lord, the, 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 the ministry of the Spirit says, oh, you're forgiven. You're righteous. You're acceptable. Jesus is in you. He likes you. He's not mad at you. He's happy with you. Woo! I love in, in 1 Peter, we're, we're talking about the glory of the Lord. This is the year of the glory. This, if you want to operate in the glory, you got to understand how the glory, uh, uh, the, the under, you have to understand the glory, guys. You're going to need to understand. Uh, it talks about in 1 Peter 4. Rejoice as, as much as you participate in the sufferings of Christ. You may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed. Rejoice if you participate in the sufferings of Christ. You know what that word suffering means? Mental vexation. If your mind is getting barraged by the enemy, fearful thoughts, lustful thoughts, depressing thoughts, and anxious thoughts, uh, any, any thoughts that the enemy is just torment, you're not enough thoughts. You're not going to have enough thoughts. Poverty, all these things coming at you, condemning you, punishment. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get your kids. I'm going to get your family. I'm going to get your spouse. These thoughts are coming at you. You're suffering. That's suffering. That's a mental vexation. Rejoice. Rejoice in as much as you, as you participate in something. What, what, you got to get happy. You got to rejoice. You got to rejoice. Find a reason to get joy. Joy and glory are, are very close. When you get into the joy, the glory of the Lord starts manifesting. <clears throat> so that you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed. What happens? You start getting in the joy. 
You, you rejoice because your mind is being tormented and you start, oh God, I must be doing the right thing. You're so good. You're providing, you're my provider. You're my protector. You've got a future. You're my righteousness. You're enough for me. I'm enough in you. You start celebrating. You start rejoicing. You start reminding yourself of God's, who he is and Christ in you, the the hope of glory. You start getting happy and all of a sudden the glory shows up. Even that word glory right here. Glory has in its root word, joy, praise. What happens? If you're insulted because of the name of Christ, you are blessed. You know what that word blessed means? You are happy. Woo! If you're insulted because of the name of Christ, maybe someone sees you and they're like, well, why are you so happy? You shouldn't be so happy. We got to shut this down. Or you're walking in the purity. I'm setting myself apart to the Lord. I'm walking in purity. I'm not going to be uh, immoral. I'm not going to, you know, whether you're married or not, I'm walking in the purity of Christ. I'm going to keep my eyes clean. I'm not going to like let vileness come in. I'm not going to think about vileness. I'm not going to look at vileness. I'm going to listen to vileness. I'm going to walk in purity. If you're insulted because of the name of Christ, you're blessed. You're happy. Happy for the spirit of glory and God rests on you. Why would you be insulted? Because you're happy, because you're blessed, because you're happy. Whoa, God has blessed me. He's so good. He's with me. He's for me. Oh, God has got overcome the world and the overcomer lives inside of me. Woo. The spirit, it's a sign when people come at you. It's a sign, the spirit of glory. And God is resting on you. If you suffer mental vexation, remember, 1 Peter 4 here, it shouldn't be as a murderer or thief, any kind of criminal or even a meddler. Meddling in people's business, gossiping, getting in their business, finding this or that. Shouldn't be murder. Scripture, Jesus says anger is murder. You shouldn't, if you suffer because you're angry, no. That's not the right kind of suffering. If you suffer because of kind of a criminal, a thief, stealing, Taking stuff. There's a lot of thievery out there in lots of different forms. No. If you suffer as a Christian, don't be ashamed, but praise God that you bear the name. Let more praise come up. Guys, you want to stay in the glory? Let praise. You want to be in the glory? Let joy come out. You want to be, in, let, let the glory of the Lord just keep flowing in your life? Oh, you've got to just stay in the place of glory. I, I so love this that you, you look, in, you look in, the, uh, uh, in the book of Acts. And you have Simon, um, not Simon, uh, Stephen, excuse me, not a good multitasker. I'm turning the pages here and sometimes. Okay, you have Stephen. Stephen, Acts chapter 7, verses 55. Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked up to heaven and saw the glory. Remember? And we just talked about 2 Corinthians. And we with unveiled faces contemplate the glory. Here was Stephen contemplating the glory in heaven. He looked up. Can you, you guys, you have to learn to look up. Look up. Look up. Look in your spirit and begin to see. Oh, there's Christ. Woo, sitting at the throne. I'm sitting in heavenly places, Ephesians 2. Far above. Colossians 3, fix your mind on things above. Fix your heart on things above. Begin to put it above. Here's Stephen in the midst of the, the, the suffering. Remember 2 Peter. If you suffer, let it be because of Christ. And because it shows that the glory of God is on you. Here's, here's Stephen. He's in the glory. He saw the glory. Woo! 
And Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Glory and Jesus are hand in hand. Jesus is the glory of God manifested. He says, I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing. And this, they couldn't handle it. Religion could not handle it. They had to kill him. They dragged him out of the city and they stoned him. Woo! And then, and, and then Stephen, he was so full of the glory. He says, Lord, receive my spirit. Don't hold this sin against them, Lord. Don't hold this sin against them. Oh, wow, I just feel the pride. Do you feel the glory? You should feel. The glory should be something you feel. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. I love this in Exodus 33. Moses, under the former covenant, an inferior covenant, still could tap into this amazing glory. What you know, Moses having this conversation with the Lord, he says, Lord, if your presence doesn't go with us, don't, don't take us. The Lord says, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. And then Moses says, if your presence doesn't go with us, don't send us. How will anyone know that you're pleased with us unless you go with us? What will distinguish us from all the other people on earth? I love that, guys. What distinguishes you and me? It's not your money. It's not your knowledge. It's not your good looks and charm. It's not your clothing. It's not your house status. It's not your church, where you go. It's not who you know. It's the presence. Woo! The presence and the glory are the same thing. And the Lord says, I will do the very thing you have asked because I'm pleased with you and I know you by name. Guys, you know what? Christ is pleased with us. How do we know that he's pleased with us? Because he's inside of us. It can't be like, I'm in you, but I can't stand you, boy. He's pleased with you. He loves you. He's inside of you. And I know you by name. He knows you by name. You need to begin to revel in that. Jesus, you're in me. You're pleased with me. You know me by name. And Moses says, now show me your glory. Woo! Psalms 24. This is the year of 2024. This is the year for us to say, show me your glory. Show me your glory. And what did the Lord say? I will cause my goodness to pass in front of you. What is the glory of the Lord? Moses says, show me the glory. God says, I'm going to cause my goodness to pass in front of you. What's the glory of the Lord? The goodness of God manifested. Scripture says, from an angelic perspective in Isaiah 6, the cherubim, they're looking up. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and exalted, seated on the throne. Above him were seraphim with six wings. And they said, holy, holy, holy is the Lord. The whole earth is full of his glory. Guys, from a heavenly perspective, all, all the seraphim see is glory. Woo, what's glory? Goodness. So many people walking through earth complaining all the time. Complaining. Remember 2 Peter? Rejoice if you're suffering. Because you're blessed. Because you're happy. Because you found. What is rejoicing? It has to do with thankful heart. A thankful heart is the, is the primer for rejoicing which is how you see the glory 
which is the goodness manifested. The goodness of God is his glory manifested in front of you. Remember Psalms 100? Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. So you want to get into the joy, into the rejoicing, into the happy, which is the praise. That word praise is tehillah. You need to drink some tehillah, not tequila, some tehillah. Woo! Maybe a little, yeah, just drink some tehillah. The, the praise, the, the root word of tehillah is halal, where we get the word hallelujah. But that word means clamorously foolish, bonkers, raving, mad praise. I'm crazy about you, Jesus praise. Woo! <coughs> enter into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. How do you enter in? <coughs> enter in. Enter in. Wow, this is so good, guys. This is this is this is a core message of my life. Is this what I'm sharing with you right now? Lift up you gates, be lifted up, you ancient doors. Psalms 24, the year of 2024. Psalms 24. That's what this year is about. That the king of glory may come in. Who is this king of glory? Strong, the, the Lord strong and mighty. How do you lift up the gates? Lift up you hedge you gates. How do you lift up the gates? How do you lift up the gates? Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Woo! Come on, guys. There ain't nobody being thankful. Well, like Eeyore. Well, it's, it's a difficult day today, but I'm so happy to be alive. That's Eeyore. Eeyore and the Winnie the Pooh series. I got, a, I got some honey here. I got some honey here from Disneyland. A honey. It's actually a candle. Just a little reminder of the of the of the um, of the promised land, milk and honey. How do you enter into the promises of God, the the promised land? <coughs> How do you apprehend the goodness of God for your life? You got to start with thanks. You want to open the gates. You start with thanks. Thanks is methodical sometimes. Saying thanks, my emotions might be dreary, depressed, discouraged, afraid. I feel sort of, you know, whatever. Right now, it just has been 22 minutes that I've been on here, 22 seconds. Isaiah 22, 22, the key of David. This is the key of David. This is the, how the gates get open. This is how the glory come in. Lift up, you gates. Lift up your, your heads, you gates. Be lifted up, you ancient doors of the king of glory may come. How do you, you want the king of glory in your life? You got to start with some praise to get those gates open. You got to say, oh, thank you, Jesus, for my food. You start methodically. You might feel low. Thank you, Lord, that you provided for me last week. You gave me this job that I have. You gave me that check. Thank you, Lord. You gave me, Lord Jesus, protection there. Thank you, Lord. My family got to be together, Lord Jesus. And you've done a good thing with my family. Thank you for the gifts that we got to give away. Thank you. You begin to be systematic. And if you're still not finding joy, because you want to get into the joy, because joy and glory are simultaneous. And thanks and is needed to open the praise up. If you want to get the praise, the praise, you got to enter in his gates and into his courts. So you go deeper in to the courts with the praise. Because the praise is, it, your body starts erupting. You start jumping up and down. You start praising, shouting, screaming. You start giving it. You look foolish. You look crazy. You don't care. Listen, the political spirit wants to shut down your praise. The political spirit, which is a, a need to be correct. 
for everybody around me. I need to look correct. I need to act proper. I should not do this because there, what, what happened? Daniel was so pure. It was so integrous that the enemy was like, let's find the only way to shut him down is through his connection with God. Daniel 6.10, when Daniel learned the decree had been published that no one could worship any other God but king, the king for 30 days, he went home to his upstairs room with a window open toward Jerusalem. Three times a day, he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God just as he had done before. He came into persecution because of his thanks. Enter into his gates with thanks. The enemy wants to war against your thanks. He don't want you to be thankful. He wants you to complain. Then he can inhabit complaints. But the Lord wants to habit inhabit your thanks and your praise. Psalms 22 says he inhabits the praise of his people. The tehillah with the root word halal. God lives on his glory resides. He enters into the realm uh, where praise is. Because heaven is full of the praise. And you know what happens when you praise? It's not like God just says, okay, I'm going to show up now. I wasn't here before. No, all of a sudden you get into his realm because that's what's happening with the angels and with the seraphim, and with the cherubim, and with the creatures, and with the elders, and with the millions and millions of believers in heaven. They're praising, they're thanking, they're rejoicing. And now, what happens? You enter in. All of a sudden, it's like earth and heaven collide. It's like there's 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 like no wall anymore. It's like it kind of like, it just morphs in, and there he is. And now you're in. As you begin to praise, something shifts. Like I was praising the Lord yesterday. To, in, uh, out of Psalms 24, just singing Psalms 24 about the glory of the Lord, about lifting up the gates. Come on, guys. Come on. Lift up your heads. Oh, you gates. Be lifted up, you ancient doors of the kingdom of glory. Come on. Let, let it let it out. Let it out. I was just praising. I said, come on in, king of glory. Come on in, king of glory. I want you. Jesus is the king of glory. How does he come in when we thank him? And that thanks turns to praise. And then we start going crazy for Jesus and you're too much. Oh, I can't handle it anymore. You're the most amazing thing. And then you start jumping up and down and your body can't handle it because all of a sudden your body now begins to step into what they're doing in heaven. The elders, they're in heavenly bodies and they can't handle it either. They start falling on their face. They throw their crowns. They say, holy, holy, Lord, the whole earth is full of the glory. This is beautiful. This is this year. Psalms 24, guys. <coughs> it's a year of... 2024, it's a year of praise. It's a year of thanks. It's a year of the glory manifesting. Lift up your gates, you gates. Let, lift them up, you ancient doors. What is this ancient door? This ancient door. This ancient door. Who enters into the ancient door? Who enters into the ancient, of, uh, 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 ancient door? The ancient of days does. The ancient of day. You don't see about, you don't hear about the ancient of days very much. But Daniel chapter 7 talks about the ancient of days. As here's the enemy boasting. Daniel 7. This horn had eyes like the eyes of a human being and a mouth that spoke boastfully. As I looked, thrones were set in place, and the ancient of days took his seat. There he is. The ancient of days comes through the ancient door. His clothing is as white as wool. Snow, white as snow, and the hair of his head white like wool. His throne was flaming with fire. Its wheels were all about. See the glory and the fire are right next to each other. The river of fire was flowing, coming out from before him. 
thousands upon thousands attended him. 10,000 times 10,000 stood. The court was seated and the books were open. See, listen, when you begin to praise and thanks and you begin to call for those ancient doors to open, then who comes in? The king of glory. The ancient of days is the king of glory. And he comes in as judge. The court was seated. The books were open. This is the judge's seat. He comes in, and I continue to watch. Because of the boastful words the horn was speaking, I kept looking until the beast was slain and his body destroyed and thrown into the blazing fire. See, listen, you keep looking. You get into the glory. You start thinking. You start praising. The enemy's trying to shut you down. He's trying to accuse you. He wants to bring your, your, your praise down to a dignified, mediocre level. Mediocre level. Remember, David said, I'll become even more undignified than this. He started praising But as we praise, what happens? As we worship, as we behold the King of glory, we, we get the gates open, the ancient gates. We get them to open through praise. Our hearts open. All of a sudden, praise is flowing. All of a sudden, we enter into his, into, into his presence. All of a sudden, we get this. It's like we're here, but all of a sudden, we're there. All distance and a sense of distance between us and heaven dissipates. Even though he's as close to us right now as, as, as your very breath on the inside of you is right there. You don't feel him all the time. You don't see him all the time. Sometimes you feel like, where are you, God? What are you doing? I don't see you in my circumstance. But when you praise, when you worship, all of a sudden he's there. And then when he's there, he begins to judge. The Ancient of Days is coming this year. He's coming through the, through the ancient door this year to judge on our behalf. This is not judgment of meanness. This is God coming to bring recompense to you, to bring reward to you, to pay you back for all that the enemy has done. The enemy was boasting. He was boasting. He's saying, I'm taking you out. I got your family. I got your kids. I got you. You ain't going to prosper. You ain't going to be blessed. The enemy is going to win. The demonic realm is going to win. Prince of is going to win. God's like, no, I'm tired of this boasting. If I could find a people that would praise, that would worship, that would get into the fire, Song of Solomon 8, 6 says, His love is an unquenchable fire. You, look at this. I continued to watch because the enemy was boasting. And then what happened? The fire burned up the enemy. You want to see your enemy burned up? Get into the fire of God. Get into the love of God. Get caught up in, oh, you're my everything. You're my everything. And then what happens? You love people. And you begin to get this love for people. I love you, my people. I love you, my people. You put your arms around them just like you're letting him put his arms around you. And you're loving on him. And then you're loving on them. And what happens? The enemy starts getting burned up in those situations. Woo! Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Look at this, the interpretation for what the, the, the enemy boasting was. Daniel 7, 21. As I watched, the horn was waging war against the holy people of God and defeating them until the ancient of days came and pronounced judgment in favor of the holy people of the Most High and the time came when they possessed the kingdom. Do you want to possess the kingdom? You got to get into the glory. How do you get into the glory? You got to begin to praise him and thank him for his goodness. His tangible goodness. The angels see it all around. From a heavenly perspective, the angels are continually seeing the glory of the Lord on the earth. But there's another passage that says, the knowledge of the glory of the Lord will cover the earth. The knowledge is what's missing. 
the knowledge of the glory. You knowing that God's goodness is all around you, that God is waiting to break into your circumstances and bless you and increase you and promote you and give you favor and shift the kingdoms of this world to become the kingdoms of our God. It is an overcoming message that God has given us to step into. The glory of the Lord is an overcoming message. This is a year of the overcoming of the saints. The year when the saints overcome their circumstances because they get in the glory where God has already overcome. He's already overcome. So Lord Jesus, we thank you for 2024. Psalms 24 of 2024, we invite you in to these ancient doors. We invite you in. We say, lift up your gates at the King of Glory. We say, Lord, open up, open up gates, open up gates, ancient gates so that ancient of days can come in. The judge can come in. We welcome you into 2024. We say rule and reign this year, Lord, on our behalf. We look at you. We see you. We keep looking until we see the enemy burned up. We look at you, Jesus, <coughs> and we continue to watch. We don't prophesy that the enemy is boasting and winning. We prophesy that you are destroying the enemy. We don't prophesy that the enemy is big and he's doing this and he's doing that. We'd stop putting that on our lips. We say, thank you, Jesus, that you are winning, that your glory is in the whole earth. Woo! And your glory, Lord, cloud was a protection for Israel as they went into the promised land. And the fire, the glorious fire was a protection and the enemy could not get near it. When you got in front of them, the glory got in front of them, the enemy could not touch them. Praise you, Jesus. The enemy was defeated. So we welcome you. We love you. We welcome you into this year, 2024, the year of the glory. And I pray, Father, to be such an amazing release of the glory of the Lord. And by the way, just a little side note. I've been declaring over California for a while now that California is the glory state. In Isaiah 6, 9 to Isaiah 9, 6, that God's going to flip California from people that don't hear and see to people that have his government on their shoulders and are advancing. God's doing something right now in California. And the glory of the Lord is meant to manifest in California. Though There's unusual waves right now coming over the shores of different places in California. Unusual. For many years, it hasn't been this uh, uh, hasn't been this much. And they're coming over the shores and God's starting something in California that will go through Texas and touch the nation. <clears throat> so get ready for the government of God to touch America in a fresh way. And get ready, nations, for because as, as California goes, so goes the nations. For the glory of the Lord, we're just declaring over you that this is the year of the glory of the Lord. This is the year of the turning. This is the year where government things are going to be overturned, where demonic agenda is going to be overturned by the glory of the Lord. Woo! By the glory of the Lord, starting right here in California, hitting the nation of America, hitting the nations of the world. God is touching the nations of the world. We just pray blessings on every one of you, no matter where you're at. This is a beautiful year for God to display his glory. Praise you, Lord. Welcome you, Jesus, this year. God bless you guys. Hope to see you guys again soon.